Hello everybody and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Guapish Rule 34. As always, I'm your host Tanner, and today I'm joined by my very special co-host, Nico. Howdy there everybody, I'm here, I'm queer, and I'm not getting used to it yet. <laughs> Don't worry Nico, the way out of the closet is one step at a time. Also joining <laughs> us today is my super special co-host, Jackson. I did unfortunately just recently realize that I am, in fact, gay and autistic, and it's really <laughs> taking a toll on me, but I'll try my best this episode. Are those related or unrelated to each other? What? You can be the judge. <laughs> Holy God. And finally joining us is our super special co-host, Dylan. I am only special in the regards of my presence here, not the other form of special that people often refer to as a mental handicap. That's definitely something a non-autistic person would say. <laughs> Anyways... What have we got going on today, boys? We are here, another episode of Quampish Rule 34. Another beautiful day. I actually know what I'm going to talk about now that I think about it. Oh my god. You're going to talk about some bullshit that's with politics, Tanner? I <laughs> am. I'm going to do my bullshit politics comp. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where I zone out and have no clue about anything Can we, can we start on. with a fun topic, not some boring politics thing? Damn. A really quick one. Damn. Yeah, just like, you know, something to like actually keep the people here, you know? Before they <laughs> okay. have to get lured in by your swan song. Absolutely. Of course. Jesus. Fine. Right. So I remember being ridiculed. In high school, specifically because I had the gall to say that people in video games, let's say like a Grand Theft Auto is a good example, um, that people value the lives of animals in games like that over the lives of people. And I, people were dumbfounded that I had this opinion uh, that I think that people value the lives of these virtual dogs over virtual people. Uh, and I've been really annoyed by that since fucking high school. It's been very long. So I'm here to ask you guys, in like a game like that, do you guys value the lives of, like, an animal more? Like, do you feel bad shooting just some random dog walking around over to shooting some random person or running somebody over? Like, if you run over a dog in a game, you're like, oh, shit, I just hit a fucking dog. Um, but, you know, if you hit a person, you're like, haha, that was funny. Because I'm definitely of the opinion, like, I feel a lot worse killing some random virtual animal than I do killing some random virtual person. That's just me, though. It is just you. I think they're both funny. Well, I feel like there's more to it. Uh, I mean, it kind of depends for me. Most of the time when I play games, they don't usually have animals to kill, unless said animals are some kind of evil enemy that's trying to attack you. In which case, if it's some evil dog, I still have, like, I still hesitate and I feel bad. Uh, however, the people in the video games just make funnier noises. Uh, sometimes they'll just scream really stupid, or they'll say something really stupid. I'm mostly referring to GTA in this case, because that's the only game that... Yeah, GTA is the the example because there's just like non-hostile people and dogs. Like they're just to they're both totally innocent. I mean, like, there's no dogs in the online version. I guess if you play the story version, there's animals. Yeah, what whatever. <laughs> you know what was fun dogs to kill? Mm. In in Call of Duty Black Ops, they had that kill streak where you would release a bunch of like German shepherds and then people oh, had to fucking gun them down. I hated that, that was though. funny. I, had, I, I was thinking the exact it, same thing, Tanner. That was just... hilarious. <laughs> Well, that's so depressing, though, because then you're running around the map, and all you just hear is, like, a dog, like, wail of death <laughs> in the distance, and you're like, oh, God. So you're trying they to should kill make the a people. Game mode. <laughs> they should make a game mode where it's a horde mode, but it's only fucking German shepherds. That, that's called Call of Duty Hellhounds. Zombies. Yeah, you're just mowing them down left and right. That would be terrible. That's horrifying. Why would you say you that? Should make, we should make a game that's just about you shooting different breeds of dogs. No! Terrible! Why would you That'd do be cool. that? 
Yeah, it's like a zombies mode or something like that, where it's just like hordes of dogs coming at you, and like the yeah, different exactly. breeds can have like different abilities, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe instead of guns, you maybe make it a, a dog treat shooter, and it, it no, has an antidote no, no, no. in it that it's reverts just it back guns. to a normal. It reverts it back to a normal dog, makes no, it lovable, no, no, no. and then you you collect them, you take them back to your base, you could pet them. You know, you got all these dog breeds. That'd be kind of no. Cool, this right? game is about shooting dogs. You have like old school hunting rifles. It's not no futuristic bullshit. It's very realistic. We have no. ragdoll physics out the wazoo. You know, there's boss fights. It's like Cujo and Old Yeller, you know. It's the fucking dog, the hounds from where the red fern grows. You put those ones down. It'll be really funny. I like this idea, honestly. We can put that one right next to our Christian dating sim. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll have those, like, dachshunds that were trained in World War One to, like, crawl under tanks with mines on their backs. And I don't want to think know, about kamikaze. this. I own dachshunds. Please, please don't. I love them. I'm dogs. just saying, They're you know, horrible. they were bred for a specific reason, and that reason to is rabbits. to kill themselves. No, they were to hunt rabbits. No. It's just like the Velociraptors in Jurassic World. It was World. so you could strap bombs no, to them, and they'd Tanner, run underneath tanks. Not everything's about war and politics. Dylan, have you never thought about how, like, a dachshund's mouth is, like, perfectly shaped to, like, fit a grenade inside of it? Uh, have you ever thought that maybe their snout is perfect for fitting into a rabbit burrow and, you know, getting in there and killing them and stuff? Listen, I'm just gonna ask you this. Have you ever seen a rabbit in Germany? Yes. You've been to Germany? No. Dylan, do you know anyone from Germany? Think. I don't think so. Have you ever talked to someone who's been to Germany? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Did you ask him about rabbits, though? Why would I ask him about rabbits? That's kind of a random subject to bring up. Listen, that's double checkmate. I'm just saying, there's no rabbits in Germany. Dachshunds were bred to blow up tanks and Anyway, on another note, off of Jackson's little thing here... Yeah, France, on the other hand, has rabbits out the wazoo. Napoleon himself actually lost a battle against rabbits. Ooh. I posted in the tops as well. Is it, oh, is it like, justifiable to kill zombie, death, mutant babies and toddlers in video games, especially if they make the same sound a child would if you killed them? The answer is yes. Yeah, yeah video zombie, games yeah. have... Yeah, there's no moral quelms around doing things in a video game. You're still shooting babies and toddlers. No, you're man. not. They're fucking binary code. Well, then, wouldn't, why, wouldn't we, why wouldn't we apply that same argument to the, the pets and humans debate that we had with Jackson? I, I did apply that same logic. I mean, not, not exactly. I said it's funny both ways. Okay. I don't think there's any moral weight to digital creatures. That's also fair. You're still killing By the children. way, do you guys uh, usually say wiener dogs or dachshunds? I say wiener dogs. Wiener I alternate. Dogs. I alternate. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, my sister got a wiener dog back when I was growing up. It was uh, oh, half yeah. black and half brown uh, because we had a brown and black dog. Like down the middle? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we had brown and black dogs, wow. I thought it was their puppy that they just had <laughs> overnight. Because <laughs> I was a very small child at the time. Gotcha. Oh, okay. You thought it was just a really long baby dog? Yeah, exactly. It was a puppy, so, like, you know. Yeah. Who knows what happened with it? Maybe it got stretched out sense. during birth. <laughs> yeah. The mother, the mom dog, uh, she just got a really tight cooter, and it's it stretched the baby out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like pushing Lappy out some Play-Doh. the hell out of a puppy. <laughs> All right, so, sense, Tanner, man. now that we yes. got the good shit out of the way, let's go on to your boring topic here. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome once again. I'm certainly going to understand everything that's said here in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back once again to Tanner's Politics Talk, where Tanner talks politics. Um, how many of you guys are aware of the political thing that happened uh, about a week ago? You need to be like ten times more specific than that, Tanner. Well, You're so, an idiot. so it sounds like so it sounds like you have not heard about the political thing that happened yeah. about a week ago. Is I it Trump being arrested? No, oh. that was like two days ago. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a lot of politics things that flash by that I don't pay attention to. It was the uh, Republican National Committee uh, debates, the primary debates. Okay. Anyways. It was crazy! <laughs> it was crazy. They killed each other. Oh. They were up there. They were ripping each other's arms off. Anyways, uh, just for the users interested, I figured I'd just give my opinion on how the debates went. Um, for those of you who don't know, which is all three of you, uh, we had eight people at, de- at the debates. Uh, Donald Trump decided not to show up, and he instead he put out an interview with Tucker Carlson. Uh, that interview is boring and just didn't do anything for me, and I think it was probably a waste of his time. But, alas. Here's my breakdown of the debates. Uh, I don't think anyone's performance was particularly bad. Um, and so, really, the only way you can judge who won or lost is based on, like, if they accomplished the thing they, like, really wanted to do at the debates. Um, so, for example, we have Vivek Ramaswamy, whose uh, people are pretty hyped up about. His whole goal with the debates was just to get attention, get some more eyes and ears on him, get more people to notice him. Uh, I think he did that very well. He had, I'd say, two or three standout moments where he is definitely getting some of those Twitter clips, you know? (laughs) And so uh, I think he probably walked away winning the debate in terms of just getting attention and doing what he needed to do there. Uh, We also had some guy, I forget his first name, I think it's like Doug Burgum or something. This man is, uh, he came out of nowhere. He is a tech billionaire who was the governor of North Dakota, and he did this funny thing where um, in order to get into the debates, you need to have 10,000 unique donors And so what he did is he offered people $20 gift cards to donate $1 to his campaign. And then then they let him in the debate because he did this. That's pretty sweet. It's very funny. Uh, I... His whole thing was also just to get attention. I thought he did a fine job. He doesn't. He has crazy eyebrows, um, which I'm sure will help him quite a bit. Um, I don't know much about him, though. Let's see, we had Asa Hutchinson, Tim Scott, and Nikki Haley. Uh, They needed to give people any reason to pay attention to them, and I don't think they particularly did a good job at that. Asa Hutchinson needs to drop out now. No one gives a fuck about him. Uh, He's like some... He's like the governor of Arkansas or some bullshit. Um, Tim Scott, I thought, did fine, but he's just nothing. And Nikki Haley is cringy as fuck. She literally seems like a Republican Hillary Clinton... I, I fucking despise this woman. She needs to draw. And she, she's doing all this cringy like, oh, it's a woman's turn now? And so, Tanner, like, what you're saying is that she is a perfect being. And we need to get yeah, her in she, office now. Exactly. She, she is the ideal candidate to win with uh, idiots, I guess. Um, We got Chris Christie. His whole thing was, I guess, testing the waters for how a very explicitly anti-Trump Republican would do. It did not go well. He got very, very loud boos from the audience. The audience was weirdly... Act- By the way, this is 
like a political debate, the audience was treating it like a fucking sports match. They were like, yeah, woo! Or they were like, boo, you suck! You know, stuff like that. I don't... I feel like they should have told the audience, hey, this is kind of a professional thing, but whatever. Uh, We had Mike Pence down there. Shockingly, Mike Pence did a very good job. Uh, His whole goal was to kind of remind people of the good old days of like 2017 through 2019. And uh, he did a great job at that. And I'm sure my grandmother is very excited to vote for him. Um, And then we had Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, number two in the polls, maybe number three now, to be honest. And he's your Uh, favorite, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I love that guy. Um, His whole goal was um, to try and set it like really go, hey, I'm I am the contender against Trump. And I don't think he really did that. I don't think he got much attention for him. I'm sure people, you know, people like him and whatever, but I don't think he really stood out the way he needs to. Um, Two big moments that really stood out for this. Uh, They asked a question about climate change and uh, everyone kind of sat there twiddling their thumbs. And then Ramaswamy just came out and said climate change is a hoax. I love that. Uh, That's my favorite. And I think we need more of that. Um they also asked just this really softball question that I legitimately could not believe like most of them failed on. They asked, "Would you not support giving more money to Ukraine?" And like raise your hand. Ramaswamy was the only one to raise his hand, and I sat there in fucking shock because uh that is an easy yes. Not only should we not be giving more money, we should pull out entirely. This is fucking stupid, and frankly, with that single answer, I'm probably going to vote for uh, Vivek Ramaswamy now, just based on that alone. Um, but yeah. Now, Tanner. Yes. Uh, I think these debates are really fucking stupid, personally. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I just in general, the entire idea behind these debates, I just do what, not like. What's stupid about it? Because like, these people are not given very much time to talk really whatsoever. True. So the most you really get are just like little sound bites for like, hey guys, mm-hmm. this is why I'm important. This is why uh, like you know you, you should be paying attention to me for a little bit. You really aren't able to like delve into their real thoughts on really anything much whatsoever. Which I just. It feels very pointless to me at the end of the day. I know that ultimately it's just like so that people get more exposed to these candidates. But at the same time, mm. like, I just don't care. They're not getting any sort of nitty gritty whatsoever. And so it's just I don't really know what any of these people really think that much. Yeah, I agree that the debate format is antiquated, let's say. But uh, I think they're still useful and don't need to be, like, done away with. Obviously, you know, go out and watch you know, one-on-one interviews with these people where they're talking at length, uh, if you can, but... I think they need to end now! I hate them, Tanner! Get rid of it! Okay. Tanner, I need you to, like, organize something to, like, you know, do do a little something-something at the next one of these debates to make sure that they never happen again. What if, what if I put on my own debates where I lock them all in a room together for 12 hours and then we (laughs) see what happens? There we go. Maybe, maybe, hang on a second here. What if I invite them to a church lock-in, like in <laughs> high school? Yeah. <laughs> so that they can all have a little powwow and get to know each other a bit more. Yeah, exactly. And they can just decide on their own who they believe should run the country. Yeah, it's perfect. It's that a perfect church. system. Dylan, do you feel a bit more informed now? Tanner, if I didn't care about it before, you talking about it now for like five-ish minutes uh, did not change my opinion on it whatsoever. Dylan, do you remember any of the names you said? Uh, all I heard was some people good, some people bad. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. You're not gonna vote, right? I just want to make sure you're not voting. Probably not. Probably. I, I, I like get that. I get the ballots in the in the mail. I'm like I should probably vote and like do some research, and then I no, set no, it I'm down t- on the counter, and I forget about it for two weeks, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's probably too late to vote, and I throw it away. Listen, I'm gonna put this this reverse that, please. You should not say I should probably vote and do some research. You should say I should probably do some research first. That's the more important part. Well. Like, I know you'd probably vote the same way I would in most instances. I still don't want you voting if you're uninformed. I mean, the reality would be is that I would do the research first. I'm not going to vote then do the research. I was just, you know, that wasn't the exact order of operations. That's the way you phrase it, you know? I know, but that's not how I meant it. It's like like saying you're going to take a test and then study for it. It's just stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. Dylan's going to hear some Destiny YouTuber he watches tell him, hey, by the way, guys, if you don't know who you're voting for yet or you just don't plan to vote, go ahead and vote for Joe Biden anyway. I feel like that guy's going to do a really good job of running the country over this other schmuck. Yeah, that's how he's that's that's how he's going to win. <laughs> I think you overestimate the amount of Destiny YouTubers I watch. You watch like all the big lot. ones, man. You watch all you the watch big ones. The there, Destiny YouTuber. There aren't really anybody who posts YouTube uh, Destiny YouTube videos anymore, unless it's lore videos, and that's kind of all I watch anymore. It doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah, it's not Destiny really content to... has ceased to exist on YouTube. <laughs> it's an untapped market guy to know what our next venture should be. The only Destiny <laughs> content much, that yeah. exists on YouTube now is like, check out this sick new gun, or like, check out this sick broken whatever. So you know. And I don't care much. I can for that guarantee stuff anyway. you that's not true, Dylan. But whatever. Idea for you, Tanner. How yes. about this? We lock up all the Republican candidates, okay? And we have them fight an elephant, and whoever comes out on top okay. gets to be the new president. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that idea. That, yeah, that's something I can get behind. The Sounds problem is then if we're doing the same thing with the Democrats, they only have to fight a donkey. Yeah, that's true. However, they each have to fight a donkey one on one. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that that, that that maybe even... To, I hear donkeys are mean, so maybe, yeah. They're mean if you're mean to them. And the Libertarian Party has to fight a porcupine, and who, you know, who knows how that's gonna go. Just punt it, man, it's fine. I just... maybe. I don't I, know. I came to the conclusion that if an animal is going to attempt to attack me, and it's smaller than me, I will just kick it because I have size advantage. That is that's how it true. Works. Including Kicks an animal are- that is, like, covered in quills... Mm-hmm. Listen, man, it's only gonna hurt for a little bit. You just gotta pull the quills out. There you go. Or seek okay. medical attention. You just gotta muscle through it, dude. You're more likely to get hurt by the quills if it's shooting it at you than you kicking it. They don't shoot quills, Dylan. Yes, they do. They don't no, do they that. Don't. Yes, they do. How would they, they don't do shoot that? Quills. They That's shoot something quills cartoons like a... made up. No, they don't shoot quills. I, I remember hearing... I will... No, you don't. You, you saw it in a cartoon. It's something me, cartoons made it's up. It's not a cartoon thing. Let you Dylan, guys how would they even do that? I don't know. I just remember hearing a stat that porcupines could shoot their quills at 100 miles an hour. What? What the fuck are you just talking keep, about? Just keep talking. I'm going to look this up. Porcupines cannot shoot their quills. So they don't have gas right, in their bodies. All right, I'm looking it up. I'm not... What kind of a propellant system would a porcupine have? I don't know. I don't care enough to know these. I'm just regurgitating things I've heard before. Regurgitating. And you should use this at regurgitating what we're telling you now. <laughs> This is this is three v one. It's okay, Dylan. We all believe they could shoot quills uh, too, and then we turn twelve. Porcupines cannot shoot them at predators, as once thought. There it is. As once thought. <laughs> I was That's I was not. basing my information on information that was false before, or whatever. It's been outdated since. Then. 
I don't know. It's when not. That's that's, that's a idea. wildly inaccurate way of phrasing that. Based on based on new evidence, we learned they can no longer do it. They only I know, but like in 2018 that they couldn't shoot quills. Okay, Dylan hasn't been uh, paying too also, much attention also, to the news. Also, just in addition to your comment, Nico, if you punt a porcupine in the face, it can't get you with the quills. So just be smart about it, man. They're gonna, what they're gonna let you do then? Not in their face and their butt. They have face quills. No, they don't. Porcupines I just saw a picture of them. They do, but if you kick them in their face or like in the... This man this man <laughs> is just adapting to information on the fly like a true champion, you know? No, like you look at a porcupine, you kick it in the spot that's not why do you, covered in Why quills. do you think it lets you even get near its face? Their whole tactic is to turn their mm-hmm. back to you so you can't yeah. do that. I just use my shoes, man. Can't get through my shoes. How many other silly animal facts like that do you think Dylan has wrong? I guess we'll find out when the animal comes up. Dylan yeah. described platypuses too. Platypuses us. are venomous. That's true. Yeah, they got little quills in there. They lay eggs. It's very cool. Anyway, Jackson. Like my platypus fact. What's up, baby? Do you have any questions or comments before we leave Tanner's politics talk? Dude, I had an old coworker and their name was Vivek. Some vote for Vivek. <laughs> That because makes sense a, to me. He reminds me of my past love. Oh, man. Was your co-worker also Indian? Yeah, of course. That's crazy. They, they took, like, a month off of work so they could go to India for some wedding or something, too. The whole, the whole like, regular... Why was the wedding... Uh, was the wedding a month long? I don't fucking know. I mean, you know, like, I'm sure they don't go to India very often, so they probably yeah, just wanted okay. to be there for a while to, like, spend time with yeah, family. Yeah, like a family excuse, I'm, I'm assuming, but I know they got a different culture than enough. us. Yeah. Would you guys want to go to India? No. I think it'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be interesting to go for a little bit. I, I'd I like want to, to be drink more... out of that dirty river and see if I survive. <laughs> uh, I would. I don't think that's good. Idea. It's like raw sewage. Yeah, no. I feel like the only reason I'd ever want to go to India is if a woman drags me there, and I would not want to, uh, you know, have to play fucking bodyguard with a woman while I'm in India the whole time. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like just circle her twenty four seven, so she's not just constantly getting groped. Yeah. yeah. Nico, do you think you'd be able to fight off uh, a gang rape group of Indian men? No. That's why I won't want to have to bear with it in India. Yeah. Just have her wear a burka. Tragic. There we go. That could work. It might work. It, it, it might. But then the, the mind can play tricks on you, you know? It's often what you imagine is greater than what you have. Just make her look really fucking fat in the burka. She's like wearing a fat there suit. <laughs> there we go. How come, how come we never see really overweight women in burkas? Think about Have you ever seen someone in a burka who seems, like, obese? I can't say so. I don't pay much attention to people in burkas, to be honest. <laughs> Interesting. What does that so. mean? It means I don't that see they aren't overweight. Are the Middle Easterners killing all their fat people? I kind of doubt it. I mean, like, one of the Middle Eastern countries has, like, a higher rate of obesity than we do. I think it's Saudi Arabia. Probably. That might just be all the men, though. They might just keep the men fat. (laughs) That makes sense, yeah. That's what we should be doing. Hmm. Only the men are allowed to be fat. There we go. I'll pass. I like being Is obesity higher amongst men or women in America? Men, I'm assuming. I believe it would be. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm really just jumping to some assumptions here, though. Like, this is why we Google things. Women do have like a much a like you know a, a, a fucking oppressing idea in their minds. They're like, I can't be fat, otherwise I'll never be desirable, and I won't find a man. So, like, I think those standards have changed a little bit, Nico. I mean, they're trying to make it change, Dylan. But how much is it actually changing outside of Twitter? I don't know. I don't, I'm not on Twitter. Exactly. Society. He doesn't know what he's talking about. 
I mean, I searched fat woman in a burka. I'm not seeing any fatties on here, so. Mm. They hide them well. Interesting. What <laughs> if burkas make you not fat? No, they're just like really slimming outfits. Maybe they make so. you sweat so much that you don't get fat. Like it's really hot in a burka, you know? I don't know. I thought that like their clothing that they wear there is like entirely because like it's supposed to keep you not hot, you know? I don't know. I feel like it has to be. It's like they're they're usually black and they're like full body. Yeah, I was gonna say black is an insulating color, so I don't know how. Unless they're like, like the most breathable fabric uh, the world's ever known. It could be. Have you ever worn one? I have. Maybe I should. What would happen if I wore a burka and then just went around like downtown L.A. or something? I, I don't. I don't think people are really bad at night. To be completely honest, yeah. I'm pretty hmm. sure that we fucking looked up on the podcast. Like, are men allowed to wear hijabs? That's something we looked up. At... I, if we did look that up, I, I don't remember. Yeah, it's something we looked up at some point, and uh, pretty much all the results were like, "There's no reason for you to wear a hijab. You're a man. What the fuck are you talking about?" And that's just the that's only funny. conclusion we got. But it's like it funny, is. okay? <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to be doing yeah. it to be funny. I would like to know if it's like a social faux pas in those countries for a man to wear a hijab or a burqa. Uh, I I don't know if it would be necessarily. I think they just might think that you're a weirdo for doing that. It's yeah, like yeah, you, you have no reason. What are you? What are you? They, up to? Yeah, they'd be so confused that they wouldn't do anything to you. <laughs> they throw small stones and not big ones at you. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think you'd think the homosexuals over there they'd be wearing burkas or something like how they wear women's clothing over here. I don't think homosexuals are allowed over there though. Tanner. I was about to say I think they have yeah. different. True. They have different. Yeah. What? What? How are you going to phrase this, Dylan? I'm I had very a word. Curious. I had a word, and it immediately left my mind. If I if it comes back, I'll let you know. Okay. I think I was just going to say they had different standards over there. I think is what I was going to say. Sure. That's yeah. yeah why not say that? Well, it's because I literally forgot the word until just now. He forgot the word standards. <laughs> I feel um, like hey, I was going to use a different word. In Dylan's defense, I do that kind of shit constantly where I forget like a completely normal word for absolutely no reason. Yes, yeah. sir. That's just like me. I definitely felt like I was going to use a more, you know, I forgot the word again. Never mind. Fair. <laughs> not standard. <laughs> it's definitely not that. Uh, sophisticated. I, was gonna, I felt like I was going to use a more sophisticated word. Now, speaking of sophistication, now, I'm sure that you guys have noticed here very recently that, uh, unfortunately, Charles Martinet... Dylan, do you know who Charles Martinet is real quick? No. Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario himself, oh. is now retiring from being the voice of Mario. It's finally happening, guys. After voicing him for uh, who knows how many years, ever since Mario 64, Charles Martinet, he's throwing in the towel. He can't do it anymore. Supposedly, from what we're hearing, uh, Mr. Chris Pratt is going to be reprising the role of Mario for the foreseeable future. But, no, that no, can't it, be. That can't be true. You're making that part up. <laughs> Potentially. However, right now we don't know who the voice of Mario is, Tanner, so it could be anybody. After all, Miyamoto himself did say that he like he's so cool, so like... He did say that. Yeah. I mean, Tanner, hey. this is your moment. You can be Mario. You can be the change you want to be. Tanner, give us your best Mario. <laughs> it's a Mia Mario. Wahoo! <laughs> Yee! Hoo! Oh! Can you give us your best like Mario? Oof! Oof! <laughs> <laughs> that's so much more subdued than I expected. I, like, <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's a bit better. Like that's not at all how he sounds in '64 or Tanner. He's more like Oof! Oof! Do that one, Damn! Like, fall, falling off the edge. Do the Mario wow when he's falling. 
I think Discord didn't pick that one up for you guys. Unfortunately. (laughs) He didn't say it. He's gaslighting us. (laughs) Now, real quick here, boys. What would you say is, like, one of the most cringe things you can think of? Like Like a pretty, let's say, like, a pretty normal thing that you find to be really cringe when people do it. Mmm. Rolling their eyes. That is pretty cringe. Okay. I think for uh, me, I'd the say- one that immediately jumps out is when people do that, like, quiet yell. Like, they're doing an inflection in their voice where they're, like, trying to imitate a yell, but they're trying to, like, you know, stay quiet. So, like, you know, they're not, like, actually being loud at all. Bro, I got a coworker that does that. <laughs> that shit's really fucking cringe. I hate it. Just commit to it. I don't usually find things, like, too many things to be cringe. I'm sure, like, I'm trying to, like, really, like, reach the recesses of my mind, but nothing's jumping forward. What came to my mind is weed. Weed is cringe. <laughs> yeah. Weed is pretty Pot, cringe. Potheads in general are just really cringe. I don't think the idea of weed necessarily is cringe, but like everybody that does weed is very cringe. <laughs> does hey, weed. what about what about Tanichi? Yeah. Tanichi is <laughs> the definition of cringe. Oh, he, no. he, he is blatantly like the like the most pothead pothead I know. Homosexuality cringe. Whew. I don't know about that one. Controversial opinion, homo. <laughs> You're only allowed to say it because you suck so much dick, Tanner. Tell you what, being a woman, cringe. Mm. There we go. My first answer was gonna be women. To be <laughs> I think it was a very sexist answer. So, what's sexist about it, Dylan? Saying that women are cringe just because they're women. So, am I wrong? What's sexist about it? You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. He just rolled his eyes. That's cringe. I didn't roll my eyes. I looked up. <laughs> Uh, if men were women, then they'd be cringe too. So you know, there's no double standard. I I'm mean, treating them both equally. Here, that. He's got you there, Dylan. I read this thing on Reddit where uh, apparently autistic people complain about the phrase "rolling their eyes" because most normal people just look up and then down, whereas autistic people they literally roll their eyes. Hmm. And I thought that was funny. Even more evidence. You know what, Tanner? Reddit cringe. Reddit, very, oh yes. Very oh, yeah. If you guys keep mentioning things, I'll, I'll find something that's cringe, but nothing nothing sounding familiar yet. Mm. Dylan, do you, you feel like what? that might be because you've fallen too far down the cringe rabbit hole? Eh, probably, but I also don't care enough, so... After all, Dylan, look to your right there. I don't care, I like collectibles. We've already come to this conclusion. I can show <laughs> you what the rest of my room looks like if that's what you want. Mika, could you please look in front of you and slightly to the right on your desk for me? What are you talking about, dude? (laughs) Just talk about that perfect cell sitting right next to your laptop. I wonder. (laughs) We're talking about Funko Pops, by the way. No one can see any of this, what we're talking about right now, because it's entirely visual. We're talking about Funko Pops. Funko Pops are fucking cringe. No, they're not. Funko Pops are cringe. Funko Pops are cringe. Why? They're just bobbleheads. Because millennials like them. I don't. Th- am I am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I like them, and I'm not a millennial, so. So that makes you double cringe. How does that? You're make not you even the cringe? target audience. Oh my god! The, I mean, one of these Funkos isn't even from like their time period. Dogs that bark too much, cringe. <laughs> Cats that don't meow enough, cringe. I'll actually one up you on that one, Tanner. Uh, chihuahuas are cringe. Chihuahuas are cringe. Yeah. Most small breeds cringe. Yeah. Speaking of cringe, though, guys, you know what else is cringe? What? 
us not getting on to Guapish at the movies yet. Guapish at the movies? Nico, Whoa. what did we watch this week? What the fuck did we watch this week? Well, first of all... Oh, man. We're going to be talking about cute. our Patreon movie that we watched this week, wait, wait, which wait. was Pandorum, recommended by Lucas Ledet. I have my catch-up movies. Don't get ahead of yourself. Oh, yeah. God damn it, Dylan. Did you actually watch the entire Cleopatra this time? <laughs> what? Did you actually watch all of Cleopatra? What are you talking about? Do you not it remember? Let's, let's skip this yeah, and go what, on to your What catch-up ones do you have, buddy? <laughs> I have RRR and The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Nice. Oh, you found uh, them. I found what? You were talking last week about how you couldn't find where to watch the movies. Oh, uh, yeah, Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, there was, for some reason, just the, the full movie posted in segments on YouTube, so I just watched it that way. Well, there you uh, go. The and best way to watch a movie. <laughs> it was it was kind of scuffed, but it was fine. It was still the whole movie. Uh, and then RRR, I managed to borrow somebody's Netflix account here. Uh, nice. I totally spaced the fact that that was one of the three-hour movies, uh, so I was not prepared for the length of that movie. Uh, anyway, the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, I gave a B. That is a very high ranking. Why did you give it that? I don't know. It, it reached back to my childhood nostalgia, and I didn't think it was a bad movie. <laughs> okay. What did you like about it, outside of nostalgia? I don't know. I think the voice acting was good, because, you know, it's not very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's some raving reviews for I'm, this being, movie. I'm being very harshly judged. I can see it in your eyes. You, well, you, no, can't, you can't come up with anything. Dylan, keep in mind real quick here. You're giving like this the exact story. same ranking as you gave the most recent One Piece movie you watched. Yeah. Does that seem right to you in your mind? It doesn't Are those on the same me. tier? It doesn't bother me either way. It doesn't bother me. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway. Do I have For to continue? R-R. Do I have to, oh, Okay, I was about to say, do I have to continue my standing? Uh, R. God, you guys are gonna hate me for this. RR, I gave a B minus. So, Dylan, do you think it's a worse movie on the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything? Uh, there was just. here. Here's my, my defense for RRR. It was a very. It has Indian people! Gross! It was a very entertaining movie. Uh, it's what I would call eye candy, which basically is like. There was a lot of cool things to watch in the movie. Like, the concepts and the things they were doing were obviously very cool. I was having a really hard time trying to figure out whether they were trying to base this movie in reality or just make it impossible feats, because there were a lot of situations and moments in this movie where they were definitely doing things that were not humanly possible. Uh, also, that should, this... that should have been your first, only, <laughs> and uh, last tip-off. Uh, also, how, like, how much of a movie does it need to be singing and stuff for it to be considered a musical? All of it. Okay. A pretty decent portion. I definitely yeah, wouldn't consider this, RR I would a not musical. say this is a musical. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I also just felt like it was... The movie was really long stretched, but I feel like did, it did it in a good enough way where it explored different backgrounds and different, like, portions, and I think they, with the whole splitting into, like, fire, water, and then whatever the last section was, just exploring different uh, perspectives and all that stuff, uh... But yeah, I thought the I thought it was very fun to watch. It was not very realistic. Uh, the voice act there. I said, I said voice act. The acting was. I yeah. Dylan, for so, ten points, what do the three R's stand for? Uh, I think it was fire, earth, or no, rise, revolt. Uh, rise, revolt. I don't remember what the last R stands. For. 
The the last R is Revolt. The second R is uh, Rebel. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I remember seeing that on like a flag or something in some portion of the movie. But now, Dylan, you mostly gave like positives for that film. No, and yet like, you're still I... giving a B minus. Well, no, like I was trying to like I was like this movie either needs to be a realistic or it doesn't. Like you can't just have these people do. Like, they're just like, oh, man, these guys are incredible. Like, they're of course, they're extremely strong. But, like, this dude stomps a motorcycle, flips it midair, and then, like, grabs it midair and swings it around to hit people and then grabs it to throw it at another guy? Like, come on. This yeah, movie's really my, be... That was basically my criticism. When yeah, I, I was going to say, I like there's... how this is basically the same criticism you two had. I didn't yeah, have that criticism just... of it. <laughs> It just this, didn't pick a tone. Like, half of it was really yeah. serious, and half of it was, like, just goofy shit like that. Yeah, because, like, a lot of it was, like, going through struggle and, like, persevering through the pain and being strong for what you believe in and, like, just being that symbolism that people need to see. And then other times it was like, oh, this dude shot an arrow through a tree, which also is not possible, and then proceeds sure to kick is. the arrow through the tree to kind of stab this guy through the ear and kill him. Like, Yeah, she was fucking sweet, Dylan. I feel like you're the exact kind of person who would love that kind of stuff. Like I said, I I kept it in the B... I I was gonna say, I kept it in the B rankings because I thought the movie was badass, but it got at the lower score. I was honestly considering putting it down to C+. Jesus. Just to be be funny, I was gonna say B for badass, and that's where it's gonna stay. Interesting. Well, alrighty, getting back to our movies for this week, though. (laughs) Well, Jackson, do you know the updated ranks on those then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, RRR is at a B plus, and parts that don't do anything is at C. I don't, I don't know what they were at previously. <laughs> well, whoopsies. You can, you can figure that out for. It. Actually, I can check really quickly. Okay. Yeah, just remove all the rankings. I'm just going on to the old Guelphers website. Yeah, that's what I assumed you'd be doing. Uh, the the parts that don't do anything was previously a C minus, but it went up one rank, and uh, RRR has not changed. It's still just B plus. Holy okay. shit! Speaking of things that haven't changed at all. Whoa. We're going back to Lucas Ledet's movie that he recommended this week, the Patreon movie, Pandorum, guys. Pandorum. Pandorum. Now, this movie it follows uh, two astronauts who wake up from a spaceship with no memory of who they are or why they're there. As they explore the ship, they discover that it's uh, filled with mutant creatures, and mysterious events occur, like fucking uh, mutant- mutanoids just, like, mauling people and devouring them. It's crazy, and there are people on the ship... Who are just like running away from speaking a weird new language? What's going on there, guys? And you know, as they explore, they discover more, uh, more fucking mutants, more creatures, more mysterious events. The film explores the themes of isolation, memory loss, as many other things as they travel throughout the ship. And eventually, guys, they realize that they're not actually in space; they're in the ocean all along. Whoa! That's fucking Whoa. nuts, isn't it? F tier movie. The protagonist should have died like ten minutes in when he snapped his neck falling down that bed. <laughs> Bullshit movie. Dog shit. I thought he did die. I thought it was just gonna be a movie like where you could be reanimated in a pod because you had like biological copies or something. I thought he was just gonna fucking die and the other guy was gonna have to figure it out himself and he's gonna become the main character. Yeah, also, I legit thought he broke his neck there. Yeah, also is it a new language? I just figured it was those characters' original language. Cause obviously I agree. they have people from different ethnicities on that ship. It's impossible yeah. to say. I will say, I did have a very a favorite character, and he died in a very dumb and stupid way, and I hate it. I know oh, exactly I know exactly who you're talking about, Dylan. <laughs> I hate it. That woman changed his mind, and because she changed his mind, he died. I hate it. I don't even remember. Now, what Dylan, you're real quick, about can you just say happens? who the character was? Uh, it was that Asian guy, the, like the, the the really cool Asian guy. That would be your favorite character. 
listen, man, he survived <laughs> not really knowing anything. He kind of just survived off of combat skills. He he beat one of those things on his own at the very end, which is something not any of them were able to do. The thing even challenged him to an honorable fight, and he won. And then he sees the kid, and he's like, oh, man. He, like, you see the gears turn his head. He's like, oh, the woman told me not to kill it. It's just a child. And in that scene... You're going to really think it's just a child when you know they're going to grow up to be these cannibalistic assholes that eat people and have super strength and super speed. You're not going to kill them while they're young and, like, not give them the chance to grow up. Like, come on. Dylan's so several things children. <laughs> yeah, murder all the children. Several things there. So, like, first of all with this character, uh, the moment he showed up, I was just like, okay, yeah, this guy's going to die immediately. Or just like in some really stupid way because he's he gets v- zero development throughout the entire film. So obviously he's just going to fucking die at some point. And yeah, sure enough, he ends up fighting some mutant. And for some reason, they have a concept of honor. God knows why. They kind of just seem like to <laughs> trap people and immediately murder I think, them. I think it's They're because they're supposed humans. to be pretty tribal with how they do stuff. Like with the fucking head painting and all that shit. It's supposed to, like, supposed to have be like a tribal society. Mm-hmm. I still I think it's really fucking stuff. dumb. They definitely don't strike me like that at all. They kind of just seem like, you know, they kind of just keep to their own and murder anyone they come across, and that's about it, and just devour yeah. them. And they clearly also devour their own people, because if you remember, they killed that one when they were in, like, the flight crew, like, family member place or whatever. They killed mm-hmm. it, and they're like, oh, wait, wait. I think what I ended up saying at that part of the movie was, like, waste not, want not, and they just started immediately eating that one. So I was like, all right, that, that they're shedding the tone very much here uh one thing that i really enjoyed about this movie is they had their own form of uh i guess space paranoia on set by the fact that it comes from uh cryogenic sleep it's the pandorum dylan yeah Mm -hmm. uh and i like how they explored that like we had like a glimpse in the very beginning that made us think that our protagonist had it and he had to finish the mission before uh before it overcame before it overcame him and then it turns out I mean, I, th- I think he still had it, but he, he like, got he over it immediately. Uh, what I think the greatest twist, though, at the end was, it was that old guy who was like, oh, I'm this guy, and then, like, the his, like, vision of, and I'm saying a vision because I'm, you know, forecasting here, was, like, him when he was younger. And then it was, like, that one black guy surviving on his own, like, telling the story about how things came to be. So we had, like, this idea, like, there was a younger kid, which technically wasn't wrong, but then, you know, it all starts being pieced together at the very end. I thought it was very... Very nice way to kind of use the the space sickness, you know, on the audience kind of thing and subvert expectations. Yeah. That's something I think this movie actually did very well was the twists were actually really interesting. Them being on the planet the whole time was a twist, uh, but underwater, so that was a twist. And then the pilot, the guy he, he was seeing was actually his hallucination of his younger self, and he actually is this evil guy that kind of set everything into motion. I thought that was actually a pretty cool and uh, unforeseen twist as well. I thought he wasn't his younger self, though. I thought he w- he fucking killed the flight crew because he went insane, and then he just went into that young guy's pod and like assumed he was him, but he wasn't. No, yeah, it was it was him. Yeah, no, I definitely think it was him. Yeah, and I thought it was crazy, like, they're like, oh, where were these aliens? And I, I thought it was, like, gonna be, like, some kind of alien, like, species they'd have to fight off. Or, like, oh, they're gonna have the security system active at the end to fight them off. Uh, but there's, like, no, something went wrong in the cryopause. Like, some kind of, like, chemical that we use to, like, sustain ourselves in the cryogenic sleep. They got, like, enhanced doses of it or something, or it leaked into their, their fluids or whatever, and it, it altered them. It's like, well, why didn't it change everyone? I guess that's... It's good writing when it's just like, 
you know, some it affects some but not all kind of thing. That's bad writing, but <laughs> I think it's good writing because it's I will like say, a specific. No, it's only good genome. writing if the explanation makes fucking sense. I guess they didn't delve into it. I, I see your point. Yeah, what I was assuming happened there was like I, I immediately knew like okay, these are just like mutated people. What I'm assuming happened though was that like these people like fucking came out of sleep like early or whatever the fuck. And uh, we've been on the ship for, like, significantly longer than we thought. And these people just, like, adapted to the darkness. And they've, like, changed their bodies over time because of all that shit. Kind of disappointed they didn't really go that route, but... Yeah. They, they kind of just summed it up to some chemical in their cryopods that, uh, for whatever reason, affected them and not us kind of thing. I mean, it they, could have been a combination of the fact. Weren't they in there for, like, 900 fucking years or something? Yeah. No... I thought it yeah, was like 700 were. or yeah, something. Or... No, it was like 900 years or something like that. I thought the counter said like 200 something. Maybe it was. It, was, it wasn't it was a long time, but it was definitely... It, their voyage was only supposed to be like 130 something years, and the counter mm-hmm. said like 200 and something. So they overshot their arrival date by like a lot. Which would well, make they sense. didn't overshoot it. They were on the plant the whole time. They've well, just no, been that, sitting underwater for a hundred years. That's what I was gonna say. Like it would make sense. Like we we were supposed to be here this long ago, but we're already here, which means this all could have been avoided. Yada yada yada. Bad stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So, well, does anyone else anyway. have any thoughts about Pandora? <laughs> I don't know. How I do thought guys... this was. Sorry. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna. I was just gonna say. How do you guys feel about uh, suspenseful horror as compared to confronting? And I mean that in the sense of. You know something's there, but they don't reveal it to you, or, like, the suspense of knowing something is there is scaring you more than the actual thing itself. Oh, you mean, like, how do we feel about, like, this sort of movie where the threat, like, you see it all the time and you know it's around versus, like, in, like, an alien where you barely ever see the threat? Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Because it's, like, I, I, I play video games like this a lot, too, where it's, like, the threat isn't there... You're more so scared of the fact that the threat can happen at any time. Like, it's just hiding. Like, I, I played, like, Dead Space and, you know, obviously watched some Alien movies, played a little bit of Alien Resurgence or whatever it's called, and you could just be walking along doing absolutely nothing, and then all of a sudden, out of a vent, pops the thing that's trying to kill you, you know, kind of stuff. So, just different perspectives on horror. I don't think I have a strong preference. Uh, I guess it's time-related to that, but uh, I thought the... Like starting ambiance of this movie when he was kind of just like sneaking around, um, avoiding the monsters, not really knowing exactly what's going on, like in the darkness. I really like that section, uh, and I think it went very downhill very quickly. Uh, yeah, it turns it into like a more... pretty generic like action movie very quickly. Yeah, when they're like fighting the fucking thing, throwing away. I, I wasn't a huge fan of that shift in tone. Yeah, um, I definitely thought it was a lot stronger when they're hiding, and you know, it was a lot more. It was more. It was more mysterious. He didn't know exactly what was going on. Much bigger part fan of that part. Speaking yeah, of not knowing what's going on real quick here, guys, the fucking action scenes in this movie are fucking ridiculous in their editing. You cannot tell what the fuck is happening at any point. I feel yeah. like that just has to do with, like, the character's perspective, though, because in that situation, they don't know what's going on. It's all just a blur. They're running around trying not to die kind of thing. That's just I don't think I it's an excuse for it whatsoever. <laughs> I think it's just really I, shoddy editing. I don't think that's... I actually don't think that's a terrible argument. Because it, it's supposed... If we've discussed that, we've dis- this is, like, kind of off-topic, we've discussed the fact that movies are a form of art. I think, like, witnessing or, like, experiencing the movie from the character's point of view, even if it's not, you know, directly put that way, or first-person, third-person, whatever you want to say, it-, it makes it feel that way when it's, like, chaos, you got, like, and I was actually going to reference the scene anyway, where there's, like, three of them fighting that one thing. And they're, like, losing. Like, they're getting their ass kicked by this one guy. That was the worst culprit of it. 
Well, that, that's what I'm referring to, though. It was chaos. They don't know what's going on. They just know they're getting thrown around by this one dude. And it's just like, aside from, you know, the my prior argument, I'm going to move past that now. Uh, like, I think it said another tone. It was like, these three people, two of which have been, like, fighting these things, and one of them seems pretty competent, at least, like, if not both of them are competent fighting these things, even three of them could not take one of these down. And then all up on the ridge, you see, like, the chief guy with, like, hundreds or dozens or whatever. I don't care. Like, dozens of those things pouring over, and, you know, you just know in those situations, it's like fight or flight, and, you know, you just gotta run or else you don't live kind of thing. Dating with shit, that's all I'm saying here. Jackson, go on. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, th- I definitely think they need to lean more into your point of view where they're trying to be, like, or you're kind of experiencing the camera work with, like, the uh, the way the characters are looking at it. I don't think they leaned into that uh, nearly enough because it kind of just looked like it was really poorly shot, um, at least from my perspective. I think if they were, you know trying to make it appear that way, then it would have been better. Uh, yeah, also, just, like, the characters were pretty fucking stupid throughout a lot of this, too. Like, uh, Nico said, Asian guy had, like, no character development um, at all. He was just kind of there. Uh, main character was really fucking weird with a lot of the characters. The fucking chick, uh, we don't get any motivation, really, or, like, any justification for why she was being, like, a total asshole at the start. Um, like, man, I, can't, I kind of understand being, like, untrustworthy of people, but we don't get any idea why, and then she suddenly is just, like, chill with everybody in the very end, and, like, totally up for what's happening. Fucking Cook Guy has no reason to believe this person at all. I mean, he's caught in a fucking trap. True. Uh, he's, like, he, they don't have, he has, like, no evidence to prevent whatsoever to sell his case, so I don't know why the fuck he'd believe there him. There is and the, the ship out. shaking and the lights flashing. I mean, that shit was happening all the whole fucking time we were watching this movie, so I can only mm-hmm. imagine this is a relatively common event for this guy. Yeah, uh, also yes. that reveal, the like, oh yeah, uh, the engine's gonna just, like, die in, like, an hour, by the way, it was fucking absurd. Yeah. Like, I thought I he was gonna say, like, uh, yeah, like, a couple of weeks, maybe, like, you know, but, like, no, an <laughs> yeah. hour, this is, like, immediate need, okay, we have to get out yeah. of here. I can kind of... I was gonna say, I could kind of see that making sense, because, like, maybe they're woken up from their sleep to stop this from happening, like yeah. there was like a like a failsafe on their uh, their cryo sleep to you know address this issue potentially. The time frame is going to be arbitrary no matter what because of the chi- uh, chi- uh, the chi- cryo sleep. cryo sleep thing. Yeah, what's it's it supposed to be like a manual switch? I figured it would have woken everybody up once they landed automatically. I guess it was like a manual switch because like how do they uh. Well, I think, wasn't it like that the uh, the guy who had woken up and lost his fucking mind and turned himself into a god, like, he kind of fucked everything up? Oh, well, yeah, that's fair. He, could, he, he killed the flight crew. He, he did. did kill the flight crew. He could have just, yeah, I guess made and everybody I think, Yeah, based on what the cook was saying, he, like, released a bunch of people and he was basically, like, treating them as sex slaves and shit. Yeah, he turned them into cannibals and stuff. Was he the one yeah, that was, maybe. like, setting the timers for opening the fucking pods for the cannibals to eat? No, I do believe that was just the uh, the reactor, fa- like, having a power failure, and some pods were affected, some weren't. I do believe that's mm. why most of the pods were opened in the movie, is because the reactor was failing. In that maybe. way, I do actually I actually do think it's pretty sweet, where they have, like, the massive storage chamber for all these people, and they're just popping open, um, and, like, feeding the cannibals. I think that's a pretty cool set piece. I don't understand how the ship's laid out, though. There's so much fucking empty space, and it's, like, so poorly constructed. Like, why this, like, massive container of, like, all these living biological things? Why is it just, like, 90% air, where, like, there's some big crane that can go up? It's, like, so poorly designed. There's, like, these massive fucking rivets, I guess, for maybe access to, like, the mechanical systems. It's really stupid and poorly designed, but that's, like, a really minor issue. Yeah, I'm sure with zero really gravity, sense. it makes more sense. That's the only thing I can think that, of. That might be fair, yeah. 
I mean, the maybe, but it seems though. like they have, like, artificial gravity on the ship, so, like... Yeah, you can also do that, I would imagine, at this point in time. I thought it was, uh, I, I kind of just found it funny how much the aliens liked tripwires. <laughs> like, they yeah. use tripwires a lot Yeah, they're setting up a lot of really basic traps. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, I just kind of enjoyed seeing a pre-Walking Dead Norman Reedus, who... You know, he's some unknown actor at this point, I guess, so they just put him in to get caught and killed immediately. I prefer to think of it as pre-Death Stranding Norman Reedus, personally, but you go <laughs> off, man. I'm assuming that's, like, the first guy they found. He thought he was dead, but he wasn't. Is that that guy? It's the it's the first guy he met who was, like, he was strung up in a trap, and he got, cut him loose, and then they ran, and then he got caught. What was up with that guy, though? Why was he such a fucking asshole? Like, he just saved his life, and he's like, Ah, fuck you, I'm different, and then also... I'm gonna rub this grease on me and run away. (laughs) Yeah, what I don't like about that, too, is that it was a really bad callback for that, because that guy died, even though he greased himself up and was, like, being smarter about escaping, and then they go and use that motif of the guy um, hiding, like, trying to conceal his scent later on in the movie, except it's successful that time. I don't really... It's kind of weird. Yeah... Anyway, I thought this was a neat little sci-fi film. You would yeah. think that, Tanner, you piece of shit. Just with my general experience of, like, environments like this. Environment wasn't the word I was going to use, but just movies and games that involve this kind of stuff in general, I think this movie did a very good job at it. I was very uneasy the whole time I was watching the movie. I was queasy, personally. That's part of the issue. And with that said, Dylan, what are you going to be ranking this movie? Uh, S minus. I thought the movie did Jesus a good job. Jesus fucking it did. Christ! I Even I good. think that's a bit excessive. <laughs> I'm not. Honestly, I'm not. Nico, you and I did think that Dylan was gonna rate this movie very highly. <laughs> it did a good job at what it was trying to accomplish. <laughs> I don't think this movie needs character development, especially given the fact that they were given less than an hour to try to fix the reactor. Character development doesn't happen in less than an hour. Like character development. I always hate character development. It's assumed that character development in movies happens over the course of in-movie weeks or days, whichever. That's not true. Not at all. People can people can change very quickly. Anyways, I'm going to go on the different end of the spectrum here. I don't think it was like a terrible movie in any way. I definitely think it had a lot of cool ideas. I think it was... Um, I like the set pieces for everything pretty well. I think the twists were uh, pretty well done. I'm giving it a C- myself. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely right there with you, Jackson. I'm thinking... Uh, I'm looking at C. I kind of want to put it there, but at the same time... Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I'll give it a C. Tanner? I will be giving it an A-. Let's oh, go. Boy. To be B. fair, from what I've heard, this film is kind of a cult classic among sci-fi fans. I, yeah, I was talking to Nico about that. I was looking up stuff about this movie, and basically every video I watched, uh, people were like, I love this movie. This movie is so underrated. It's such a hidden gem from this generation, one of my favorite sci-fi movies um, from this era. Uh, and I was just sitting there like, what? Was it that great? There's just like everything else in this era was dog shit. Anyway, can... 2009, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie fucking bombed, by the way. It was apparently supposed to be a trilogy, and just people didn't fucking care about it. So that didn't happen. What would they have even done after that one? Uh, I guess Life on the Planet? (laughs) Yeah, Life on the Planet, trying to rebuild society. But the mutants come back, Tanner. They come back. Uh, How does that make sense? They drowned. Impossible to say. I don't know what happens in the rest of them since they never happened. They adapted very quickly to (laughs) (laughs) drowning. Their hidden ability was adapted as quickly as possible. 
Anyways, Dylan, you want to talk about our next movie, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, basically what we what we come up with here is uh, you've got Claire, and she's uh, she's running, like, the Save the Dinosaurs kind of thing. She's got this organization. She's trying to make people feel bad, guilt-tripping them and such. Basically, she meets up with this guy, and he's like, Hey, I know you have access to the park and all of its tracking systems. I need you to, to do that because we can save all these dinos. She's like, sure. And he's like, we need this one because this one's special and it's blue. And uh, he's like, do you have a way to track her? Because it's really difficult. Or like, you got a guy. And she's like, yeah, I got a guy. Uh, basically meet up with Owen. Oh, and then he's like, this is a terrible idea. Just leave him be. It's better off this way. And she's like, you're terrible. You raised her. Uh, then they end up flying to the island. Uh, and then things start to get a little weird. They're, they're, they're capturing the dinos, and they're like, oh, you guys act quick. And then the, the military dudes start acting really weird. Uh, basically, uh, Claire and the kid get locked in the thing. Uh, they shoot Blue, and they shoot Owen with, like, a tranquilizer dart. And then they hold the one chick uh, hostage, and they start carrying away all the dinos. Comes to find out that the guy that sent him to save the dinosaurs is like, yeah, we're going to have these dinos for auction. Don't you worry. Uh, we even have this bonus one that's, that's genetically modified off of the original dinosaur we made in the first one. Uh, and then they start auctioning off. Uh, the heroes escape from their imprisonments and all that. Uh, and, and then, you know, through through this one military guy being super stupid for some reason, because uh, he, like, he has this, like, boner for collecting teeth, uh, opens the cage because he shoots this dinosaur with two tranquilizer darts, attempts to pull a tooth out. The dinosaur is very clearly not knocked out, eats him, escapes. Uh, it just utterly wreaks havoc on the on the protagonists uh long story short blue ends up fighting this thing with the help of owen and, and claire uh and it gets impaled on a triceratops skeleton and then all the dinosaurs escape because they're like do we let them live or do they we let them die and the kid's like they're just like me and lets them escape the end all right so guys contrary to what you might think I actually really liked this film. I enjoyed Crazy. it. I enjoyed it a lot. You know, I like the dinosaurs. I'm a big fan of dinosaurs. The CG for the dinosaurs is really good. It had great graphics. I hate this. I, I really like uh, Chris Pratt. He's a funny guy. I like that he's in the movie. I, I enjoyed him a lot. Um, and at the end of the day, I, li- I like it when the dinosaurs like eat people. I thought I thought the dinosaurs did a good job of uh, eating all the people. Can we can we get your actual opinion on this movie? This movie sucks keep... ass. Fuck this movie. <laughs> the writing is so fucking bad. It's actually insane. Like every tiny little piece of this movie, the writing just makes no fucking sense. It's pr- I like this is the movie I thought about the most, and I don't know why. It just I just couldn't get it out of my brain. Every time I thought about anything about this movie, I'm like just baffled at the decisions they made. I have I've never taken notes on a movie before. I have such a big list of notes for this fucking movie. I'm not going to go through all of them because of that'd, be, that'd be ridiculous. I don't honestly. I don't think I'm really even going to go through many of them unless like if they come up with what we're talking about at the time. But yeah, this oh, movie's writing is fucking horrible. I thought the opening scene was good, and that felt very Jurassic Park. The opening scene felt fucking pointless. Why did that scene happen? So they could get the Indominus Rex DNA. Fair, I guess. That's fair. However, I will say... I guy, man. <laughs> yeah, I will say, though, they have that big old fucking gate for the big uh, monster thing. Mosasaur. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that piece of shit. Like, in the first movie, its enclosure was, like, dead in the middle of the park. Why is yeah. it fucking, like, right on the side of the island now where they can easily access it from the ocean? 
it jumped the I gate. I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure in the first one it is like a wall around. No, it was like right in the middle of the park. I'll have to. I'll have to look. I'll have to look at that again. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. I, I that's like a little nitpicky thing I know, but it's fucking stupid. I didn't like that scene at all. Also, how did it not fucking just like bring the entire helicopter down when it bit that guy? Uh, because the the the. I don't know, the ladder was worn down. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, media copium. Dude, the guy had a fucking headset on, and uh, they were like... That's what I was like, say. And they're like, why aren't they telling him through the, the headset? There's down. a fucking T-Rex behind his ass. <laughs> also, what the fuck's up with the way this gate mechanism works? Why the fuck is, like, does he have to hold the button down to keep it from... Like, why is it not you click the fucking button and it just opens up the gate? Why does it open up, like, halfway? This this gate makes no fucking sense. The pad was a conduit to, to make the connection for the gate to work. What? Yeah. They were only opening and closing the gate based on the connection through the pad. Because they had to why hack would it, into why the Why would system. it work that way? Why not just make it so you click because a button that, and it opens the fucking gate? Because that pad was not part of the the design of, like, the part. If, they, was, have a, if they have a way, of a, a hardware device to open the gate... Why would they need the why would they need the function to be able to like if it's only if it's connected it opens the gate. Why not just just make it so you click a button and it just opens the fucking gate. It, it was. Okay, so I will say this movie has significantly more problems outside of just the opening scene. So we can kind of <laughs> we can kind of get to those here. <laughs> I find it very funny how in this movie our main characters are clearly in the wrong. <laughs> we should not save the dinos. We should not be going to this mansion to save the dinos. We need to let the dinos die. The dinos should... Ian Malcolm is 100% correct in that, hey, we fucked up by making the dinos. Here's a chance to unfuck the thing. No, Tanner, you don't understand. The old guy from the very first movie, he always uh, respected the dinosaurs, Tanner. That's what they told us. He always respected dinosaurs and dinosaur life, okay? That's what he's known for. Yeah. That fucking, was his big thing. What's stupid about the whole motivation behind this entire movie, though, is that none of this would have happened if they just killed off the fucking dinosaurs, right? None of this plot would have happened. Um, except, right, at the very end, they basically have the same moral quandary as the start of the movie, where they can save the dinosaurs or not. And they choose not to, making it moot, right? Until, you know, the fucking clone girl decides to open it up and unleash all these dinosaurs onto the general population, which is fucking horrible. She's killed probably hundreds of people <laughs> with this oh, decision. Yeah, yeah. They're just like um, her, though, Jackson. You don't understand. They're just, just like, like her. Yeah, yeah, no, she's a clone, and that is, like, literally the only reason they use the clone thing. Oh, yeah, she's a clone, and she's just like the dinosaurs. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. So, st- so stupid. By the way, why did that guy tell them that she's a clone? Yeah, he had zero reason shit. to do that in that moment. He's like, okay, she's a clone, by the way. They like, just <laughs> met this chick, too. They barely, they know fucking nothing about her. Why Why does he think they give a shit? Right. Also, the villains in this movie suck ass. They're just, like, cartoonishly evil guys, just, like, so fucking generic. Just, like, I'm a businessman, and I love money. And I like, uh, I, I like taking teeth from dinosaurs. That's, that's my thing. Mm. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm just a military guy. I love casual animal cruelty. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, let's talk about the portrayal scene for a second, because this, this scene really fucking baffled me when I was watching it. I was in complete shock about what was happening. Like, so it basically goes the way of we've got Chris Pratt, who is trying to coax Blue into, like, coming with him, um, and then suddenly... 
they get shot, right, by a Trank, um, or they shoot Blue with a Trank. Um, that immediately aggravates Blue. They're getting surrounded. Blue and then, you know, understandably goes on the aggressive and tries to get out of the situation by attacking one of these people. He shoots the fucking dinosaur. Completely reasonable. Why are they prioritizing the life of this fucking dinosaur over the life of a person? Because it's worth millions! I think it's reasonable to assume, right, that they would want to defend themselves with any means necessary. Fucking... And then all this confrontation starts because of that. I didn't even know it was a betrayal because it's so fucking stupid. I didn't know what was happening until it, you know, like, fully happened. Then they shoot him with the fucking... They shoot Chris Pratt with a trank dart. He falls to the ground. Immediately, the fucking doctor chick, who doesn't fucking care about this guy at all because they just met uh, 10 minutes ago on the plane ride, uh, is defending him by pointing a fucking gun at the military guy when she's surrounded by other guys with guns pointing at her. Why does she care this fucking much? And then they just take her. It's so fucking stupid. Also, on top of that, Jackson, she pulls the gun at him, doesn't do anything. She just points the gun at them. And then they all point their guns at her, and she's like, okay, hang on, guys, put your guns down for yeah, a second let's get, here. Yeah, let's not get crazy with this, guy. <laughs> and then it's funny, too, because fucking Chris Pratt, like, wakes up. I'm not, okay, I'm not even gonna fucking go to that part. Like, the big thing, though, is that I don't they even know that they're being betrayed. When they, like, come to at the edge of the island, right there on the water, they see all the dinosaurs being taken away by the, uh, you know, like, on boat and helicopter. That was, like, the original intent of the mission, is to get these dinosaurs off the land. So why do they even think they're being betrayed? It looks, from their perspective, it should just be what they're here to do. You know, the fucking military taking the dinosaurs and getting them off the fucking island. Why do they care? Why do they think they're being betrayed? Because, because they, they, they're showing no concern for their safety. What? what? How do they know that? What are you talking about? Well, they, like Chris, they tranqu- Chris Pratt they, shouldn't... Because they, they, tranquilized, they tranquilized Chris Pratt and left him there, and then also Because they he walked... was trying to vitally assault their fucking commanding officer. I think it's totally reasonable to put a guy down that's trying to inflict fucking Yeah, but they could have taken him with them. And then also they locked Claire and the kid in the in the, the room without saying anything. By the way, there since they like... didn't take him him with them, it was very obvious that their intention was to have him die. Why didn't they just shoot him? Yeah. Because they thought the lava would take care of him. I don't know. It should have. That's another big point. That fucking volcanic ash is insanely hot. The second it Am turned him, it should have turned him into fucking glass, basically. <laughs> that shit is like thousands of degrees. It would have vaporized the second it's it touched not, him. It's not thousands of degrees, but go on. It's like a thousand degrees, my it's bad. Not it's not really, It's really fucking hot. It you is can, hot. You can, look, you can fact check that yourself, too. I looked up a lot of sources on this. <laughs> that, shit, that shit would have immediately fucking vaporized him, basically, the second it touched him. Also, like, all that dry-ass leaves around him would have actually caught fire. Yeah, yeah he, he right. would have been in a fucking engulfed in flame uh, far the before ground, he woke The ground up. could have been wet, and the leaves could have been soggy on the underside. Why are you making excuses? Shut up. You know why he's making excuses. He loves this movie. He's been so sad sitting there this entire time. I like how uh, we we had all these dinosaurs we never have seen before just show up in this movie. What do you mean? There's only, like, one. We've never seen Carnotauruses before. We've never seen an Allosaurus before. Carnotaurus was in the first movie. The what? No, yes. it wasn't. Or no, sorry, the third movie. It was the third movie. My bad. No, I mean, like, in Jurassic World, we've never seen any of those things. So, Carnotaurus was still in the third movie, I don't know. Okay, fine. How about the Allosaurus, then? <laughs> no, we've never seen an Allosaurus. Dumbass. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure Allosaurus was also... No, that was a Spinosaurus. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I will say, one piece of praise I do have for the movie, I like that scene where the ball goes into the ocean. I thought that was shot pretty well. I thought it looked really nice. Does it make sense he could shoot through the ball? No. Well, he didn't shoot through the ball. 
Well, okay, yeah, the, like, the bullet went he, through he it, but it didn't do anything. Uh, Logically speaking, no, because it was supposed to withstand a fifty caliber bullet and yada yada from the first movie. Can anyway. you shoot a Can you shoot a gun underwater? Yes. Yeah, you can. The okay. velocity Some of the bullet guns. is severely reduced, but that doesn't matter if you have the barrel of the gun right against the. Yeah, I, I just didn't know how it how it worked if you had water going down the barrel and stopping the actual like ignition. Well. I don't know how that works on... It, dep- guns, it depends but... on the casing and the gun and this, yeah. that, and the other. I think with the newer guns, it doesn't matter as much. Regardless, it doesn't really matter that much. That's not the, a point I care that much about. Yeah, the gun didn't ultimately do anything anyway, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, our new characters. How'd you guys feel about them? Our two new uh, diversity hires here. Uh, the guy is insufferable, and he really doesn't do a whole lot um, throughout this movie. He hacks he's kind, he's kind stuff. Of... Uh, yeah, they were trying really hard to make the fucking Asian chick be, like, some badass chick, but she was just really <laughs> fucking annoying, and I did not like her at she all. She was the worst. I fucking despise that woman. At the same time, I really want to fuck her, though. She's so hot. I'm so into her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no strong... I mean, yeah, they're, like, boring and dumb, and we didn't... Which is why they disappear for the last half of the movie. So. Yeah, no, they realize they're bad characters. Like, the fucking guy, he gets, like, recruited as, like, some random ship hand or something because he has to, you know, fit into that scenario. And then the next time we see him, he's, like, helping out with the medical staff or something. How did this happen? What was the chain of events that wait, led him wait, from wait, being some random ship hand? Was, they, was there really no in-between from him, like, having to walk no. off from the ship and then showing up in the lab? That was, in fact, the there's, only There's two no explanation between <laughs> no? those two scenes? No. <laughs> I think the joke is that he's just getting folded into these random tasks because that's the, the trope Yeah, I know, he's got. I know the intention of it is it's supposed to be funny, but it's just fucking stupid. No one questioned his credentials at any point. That's <laughs> yeah, really he's just, funny. he's just some random fucking guy. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of like halfway through the movie, uh, halfway through the movie, this movie just fucking changes entirely. Like, it's fucking nuts, okay? Who did you cut off? The, the entire movie, it just changes. It's like they just have two separate movies in this thing. Yeah, it goes from, like, basically, like, an action disaster flick to trying to be, I I guess, a horror movie. Yeah, and that's what I was uh, talking about last week. And we were like, do we have three horror movies this week? This is what I was talking about. It's trying to be a horror movie, kind of. It's kind of trying to be a horror movie. It in no way actually commits to it in any meaningful way. It's like a couple of, like, creepy moments in it. Like the uh, bio dinosaur or whatever the fuck sneaking into the girl's room and, like, doing the weird finger thing. Which, by the way, why the fuck did it do that? Why didn't it just immediately maul her? But, like, outside of that, it, it... this isn't... It doesn't try hard enough to be anything. It's like those moments are purely for, for them to just, like, throw in the trailer or something. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the actual dinosaur now? <laughs> the Indoraptor? The, like, the main <laughs> driving force of this it's movie? It's so fucking stupid. I thought it was kind of neat. I think it's kind of scary. <laughs> What's... <I> th- <laughs> What does this thing have? What does this thing have over the previous massive dinosaur that could fucking camouflage itself? Was bulletproof the business? Uh, it's uh, smaller. It, it, yeah. It's and it's it it's more genetically designed to respond to military tactics. But why? What's the purpose of that whatsoever? Uh, so they could use it for military purposes. Yeah, them leaning into that is the dumbest fucking decision they could have it's ever so fucking possibly stupid. made. Like, what they do in this movie is the way that they're going to be using it is they have, like, this gun-like object that they show a laser with, and then they fire off, like, a sound wave so that the dinosaur knows what to attack. But if you have, like, a laser on something that you're trying to make it attack with a gun-like object, why not just make it an actual gun and shoot whatever it is you're pointing at? 
Because you could be efficient, have a gun, and that laser pointer. What? What? If you're Is already that... pointing the laser on somebody, why not just take the fucking shot? Oh. If you if you have to aim the laser at them anyways, it's just like adding an extra step. Especially if the, if the thing can like, just be fucking shot. I, I believe the idea is that a future version of the raptor, you would not need to, like, laser mark or anything. Hmm. Did they like explain it, that? Like, I don't know, you could, like, show it a picture, yes, they said it was a give prototype. it the scent of something. I mean, yeah, they say it's a prototype, but they don't explain any of its, like, future capabilities. We just know what it is now, and the prototype makes no fucking sense. Well, yeah, the whole scene mm -hmm. got rushed when they introduced it. They didn't have time to talk about its future. What do you mean, Dylan? <laughs> They, they, they rushed the scene because that's just what they decided to do with the fucking film. They could have actually expanded upon that if they wanted to, but yeah, they, they, were, they just didn't feel the need to, apparently. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't forced to not explain it. <laughs> well, it's not like this dinosaur was going to be around long enough for it to matter anyway. <laughs> they do killed off surprisingly quickly. Like, it really is not that much of a threat at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It just falls through some fucking glass and impales itself, basically. I thought it was I mean, cool how know. it would run on two legs and also sometimes four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the CGI in this movie is really good. It was. There really we go. Good. That's a that's a praise, my boy. That's a praise. I think mm -hmm. it was it was a well animated movie. Uh, did you guys like it how the raptor like smiled at us? It was, like looked right in the camera and gave us a little smile right before it killed that guy. And then later yeah, on the movie, funny. it asked us a moral quandary while looking at the camera as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like, so why do you guys enjoy <laughs> horror movies about dinosaurs? Are you guys rooting for me, or do you guys think that the protagonists are going to win? <laughs> do you think That's Chris Pratt's going to be able to pull one over on me? I don't know. I bet you guys are betting on him, but I'm betting on this guy. You guys are. You guys are immediately going into the next. You guys are immediately going into the next movie. Are we done talking about those? <laughs> Dylan, no. you seem like really sad right now. How did you feel even, about this? I'm not movie? even going to. No, I'm not even going to try. You're not gonna try. What do you mean? <laughs> no, let's hear. It. What do you like about this movie, Dylan? No, I don't. want to. I don't know because that you guys. No, I don't want to bother. <laughs> tell, tell you what, Dil Dylan. We'll give you ninety seconds uninterrupted. We will not comment on anything you say during these ninety seconds. It's not what the ninety like seconds of the interrupted. It's not the ninety seconds of interrupted review. It's the next five minutes after that. that no, I'm saying. I'm it. saying anything you say during these ninety seconds will be free of criticism. We will not <laughs> say anything about it. Uh, just to be complete, I'm disheartened about this at this point. I don't even. I, I don't have. I, I stopped thinking about reasons as to why this movie was good because <laughs> I, I didn't feel like arguing with you guys. So I I'm don't saying have we will we will offer no arguments. There will be no criticisms. We just just air your thoughts here. Before he does that, can I say one more thing? Just yeah, so sure. that this isn't this isn't covered by whatever he says. Of why the, So they're constantly putting. Blue, the Velociraptor, as like the big savior in these movies. He's like helped out with the end of the first one, and then obviously in this one, he's a big part in why, you know, they beat the fucking Indoraptor in the end. Why the fuck does this thing care so much about these people? <laughs> like, it has, it's just some random fucking thing. Honestly, they're, they're trying to really to fucking shoehorn in um, that, oh yeah, like he totally loves Chris Pratt, even though in the first movie he's just like some fucking dinosaur that they trained. It was not that serious, and now they're like trying to make him like far closer than he is. But oh, they they'll expound upon that even more in the next movie, Jackson. Just you wait. That's funny, but yeah, no, he's like constantly getting betrayed. He got fucking shot by, by you know, people surrounding Chris Pratt. It's a dinosaur, it doesn't know how to fucking conceptualize any of this shit. What are Why you talking fucking... about? The raptors are the most intelligent 
species on the planet. They're they're All known right. to be smarter than on humans. The planet. <laughs> so if you if you have somebody that's trying to coax you into doing something right, and then people that are with him suddenly shoot you with a fucking tranquilizer, and then shoot you as you try to escape. Are you going to think that they're on your side, or do you think they're going to be on their side? I think that it can realize that he's there to help and they're not. I think that level of thinking is in place. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that myself. <laughs> I, I think that it being super fucking into the idea of helping them after all of this shit, just like, it's so fucking like wild animal at the end of the day, uh, doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. And I really don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of them, like, making this guy the fucking big... Uh, savior for all of these movies. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the third movie. Now that Nico they, said they, that. They, they arguably quadruple down on this. <laughs> okay. It's it's basically a human that can, like, bite things real good. Alright. Alright, so Dylan, now for your praise, now for your thoughts on the movie. Your unfiltered thoughts, oh, your un... Your, your the, un... This, this, this Dylan, recording... <laughs> It's this recording's already gone on long enough. Let's just move no, on. No, to the no, next no, Dylan. Really we need your thoughts. Need to be heard. The people need to know. Dylan, you love these movies. We've just been trashing out this whole time. People need to hear why folks enjoy Jurassic World and like why these movies are so so like massively successful. Okay, like this movie did gangbusters at the box office, Dylan. And people need to understand why. And so that's your perspective here, Dylan. What exactly is it about Jurassic World Two that you love so much? Well, I mean. Just it explores the other half of the story because we obviously had John Hammond from Jurassic Park. We only knew that half. We knew that he loved dinosaurs. He liked, you know, he wanted to give people something to experience. And then you have this uh, guy. I think his name was uh, Lockwood. I forget his first name. The other, the other old gentleman that we encounter in this movie. Uh, and we're like, oh, I didn't know there was a second guy who was involved with this. Like, what's what's his deal? And then we find out that like the divisive thing happened when like his daughter died of, like, some genetic illness. Uh, and, like, he, they, he, like, made a genetic clone of his daughter, and it was successful. And for some reason, that divided them, and we don't know why, and so we want to figure that out. But it's also just like, oh, these dinosaurs still exist. People still care. Oh, they're, they're, they're gathering the, the, uh, Indominus Rex DNA. Why are they doing that? Oh, they're gonna make another one. And then it's just, like, going on, and they're, they're kind of just repeating this this i thought it was funny because this movie is a lot like jurassic park the lost world so they're kind of mirroring that movie in its own sense uh, especially with the fact that they end up releasing the dinosaurs to the public at the end so reality the the next movie is just a giant version of the last half of jurassic world uh, jurassic park lost world um and i just thought the design of the indoraptor was like very unique in its own way, and I like how they're trying to show progression with the last, like, big bad from the last movie. Um, and that's 90 and seconds, Dylan. That's 90 seconds right there. Crazy. Alright, so with that, boys, are you ready to go on to our rankings? Yes. No. <laughs> Alrighty, so, Dylan, why don't you uh-huh. start us off here? Uh, what did you think of Jurassic World 2? S minus, you say. A second S minus. <laughs> I'm not gonna give any more justification. I'm just here to give ratings at this point. Jesus. Uh, so Tanner, uh, what do you think of Jurassic World Two? You know, honestly, we've talked me down quite a bit. Um, <laughs> what did you start at? I started at B minus, but uh, that's far too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think I'll go C minus. Yeah. 
Jackson, how about you, my man? <laughs> you go first, man. I want to. I want to end on a high note, as they say. <laughs> no, you're not. You're gonna give this movie an F. <laughs> All right, so. I'm gonna be honest, guys. This fucking movie, and really just like this entire experience, is just like constantly tanking my entire perception of the Jurassic Park franchise as a whole the further we go. And it's just like, it's got me so fucking down on dinosaurs at this point <laughs> that I, I just cannot possibly foresee how I will ever gain any sort of respect for this franchise again. Uh, and at this point, it's causing me to just want to lower all of my ratings. <laughs> For all like of these films, when we eventually get back around to it. So, uh, while I do think that the second Jurassic Park movie is worse than this one, I am going to be uh, putting this uh, ranking lower than that. I'm going to be throwing this at a D plus, I think. A D plus. <laughs> like I said, there's still there's still some good shots in this movie, at least, you know? They got that going for them. Mm-hmm. The acting is serviceable. Yeah. So Jackson, how about you, my man? Yeah, I'm giving this one a D minus. I don't, th- I don't think it's an F tier movie. I think this movie definitely has some stuff that's going for it, but the writing is so impossibly bad and confounding. It really <laughs> just leaves me baffled how this got anywhere near this level. <laughs> like they have, they have like a whole professional team of people working on this. I don't know how the fuck all this shit had through. It's like every minor nit, like little bit of this movie has something wrong with it. It's pretty fascinating. Now I kind of wish now I kind of wish we got to see because this director, uh, Colin Trevorrow or whatever, he was going to be the one to do episode 9 of Star Wars. <laughs> this movie makes me wish I got to see what that would have been. <laughs> oh, that would have been real fun. So what's our final rating then for the film, T- Jackson? Uh, it is sitting at a C. Pretty Sounds respectable rating overall. Yeah. Nika, you said D, right? Uh, D, D plus, I think is what I said. D oh, D plus. plus? Yeah. It's still a C regardless. Cool. <laughs> Alrighty, and with that, we're moving on to our final film of the week, guys. Final film of the week. Funny games. Funny games. Funny games. Funny. Jackson, want to tell the people about funny games? Yeah, this was my pick. Um, I picked this because I don't know, to be honest. I watched a YouTube <laughs> video. It was, they like talked about a specific scene in it. I don't remember what that scene was throughout the entire watching of this movie. I had no idea what that scene was. <laughs> I'm pre- It was probably the remote control theme. That's what I'm assuming or, as well. Because that's like the big famous one that everybody talks about in this yeah. movie. Oh yeah, no, the cool uh, remote control scene. Um, but yeah, I was surprised by this movie, to say the least. I thought it was going to be kind of bad and campy, but no, this is straight up just a deconstruction of this level, this like kind of like genre of thriller movies at the time. Um, and I guess kind of fiction as a, as a whole with the, the last rant and some of the things they talk about with this movie. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of hard to talk about the plot of this movie because it doesn't really matter that much, to be completely honest. It's mostly about the appeal of, you know, the deconstruction. Like, this movie starts out with like 15, 20 minutes of basically nothing happening. Um, of course, that's supposed to be a poke at the fact that a lot of the time horror movies start out with nothing fucking happening until it all just suddenly happens, you know, decent ways into it. Uh, first interaction, right, is we got the wife in the kitchen. Um, she's cooking, and one of the guys, one of the two antagonists, comes up and asks for some eggs. Um, this is supposed to be like a poke at the fact that the justifications for a lot of like the, the horror or whatever of these movies... Um, I probably shouldn't be, like, explaining all of the fucking deconstruction. Probably to, not the yet, plot no, just, process. like, go through the plot first. Okay, yeah, so they're, they're asking for some fucking eggs. Um, they're really just looking for an excuse to, like, 
start a home invasion, basically. They get it. Uh, they kill the fucking the dog in the meantime after they like, ask for some golf clubs. Um, husband comes in. They fucking clack his, clack his knees, uh, break his fucking leg. Um, and that really just starts the downward spiral. Uh, they have like the wife go and look for the dead dog. The guy looks at the fucking camera, you know, trying to basically he's like talking to the audience, trying to, you know, see like what we're thinking about the situation. And it's pretty accurate. Every time they talk to the audience, it's basically exactly what I'm thinking. Like he's talking straight into what I'm thinking at the time, which is cool. Um, they go into the fucking living room eventually. And that's where a lot of the... The scenes take place. Um, they're talking to him about how they're going to fucking uh, bet that they're going to die before like nine o'clock or something tomorrow. Uh, and then they kind of just torture him. It's really hard to watch. Uh, they fucking shoot the kid in the fucking head after counting down. There's like a 15 minute long scene where they're just sitting there processing the trauma of their child being killed before their eyes. Uh, and then the bad guys kind of leave after that for a while, um, where the husband and wife then kind of have to, like, get over that grief to try to get out of this situation. They try to, like, you know, they're uh, they're blown on their phone that got knocked into the water previously so that they can call people to get out of this situation. Um, eventually, the husband's like, yeah, you just need to leave and get help. And I'm just going to sit here and try to, like, hold out for myself. Uh, wife does, in fact, leave. She ends up being caught by the uh, antagonist later on um, and brought back to the house. Um, husband wasn't able, you know, to get the phone working or anything. They end up doing, like, a final, like, little game with them, um, where they're gonna basically, um, give the wife a choice to decide who wants to die first and how. Uh, the wife ends up kind of just skipping that, taking the fucking shotgun, the gun they had, uh, blasting one of the antagonists. The other antagonist, like, you shouldn't have done that, uh, and he takes the remote and rewinds, and it basically goes backwards through that scene, and then we watch it again, except the antagonist you know, takes the gun out of her hands, doesn't let her shoot the guy. Uh, and then he, uh, he fucking kills the husband, or they kill the husband. And then they go out in a boat the next morning. Uh, they push her in the fucking water, she dies, and then they go and start the whole process over again. Uh, that's basically funny games. Now, Tanner, I'm gonna yes. go on a limb here real quick, okay? I'm assuming you didn't like this movie very much. No, I liked it. I thought it was neat. Oh, okay, that's good to hear. It made me think of Cabin in the Woods, like in the same way that Cabin in the Woods is like a deconstruction of a lot of slasher and monster movies. This one was a deconstruction of like a very typical trope for uh, like thriller movies where it's the family trapped in the house. Like, yeah, there's so many of these fucking movies, but this one's interesting because uh, it gets real fourth wally and whatnot with it. Yeah, real home Um, invasion and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the. I found the acting pretty interesting. Sometimes it was it was stilted and weird in like an intentional way, mm-hmm. uh, and then sometimes it was just like so hyper realistic. The the I don't even know what word to describe the noise. The noises the husband is making after the kid his kid dies. I was oh, like, yeah. holy shit! I I feel like I am actually watching a man who has seen his child be obliterated in front of him. Yeah, like that, that was. I'll just say that's actually one of my my biggest strengths with this movie is the fucking acting is so good. It's mm. actually incredible. Like it literally looks like you're just watching this happen. Like this mm-hmm. isn't a movie. This is just something that's happening, and that it was insanely immersive. Which is, I think, what really lends itself to why this movie is so fucking hard to watch. Like this movie is agony to get through because it's like it's just so realistic in the portrayal of everything. I think the character motivations were really solid throughout, and it just yeah, it's brutal. 
Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the motivations, by the way, that's one uh, big thing that they uh, really fucking touch on with this film is that we have no idea why these guys are doing this whatsoever. And uh, their explanation for it when they're initially like, given like their background or whatever, it's very reminiscent of something else we've talked about on the channel. Um, my short story, perhaps, uh, that we were talking about. Do you guys remember this at all? Do you remember it all? Or, or you remember yeah. my short story that yeah. I wrote? And uh-huh. which, uh, similarly to in my short story, in here, when they're asked about their motivation as to, like, why all this shit is happening, they just give a bunch of, like, random bullshit. <laughs> uh. They're like, it doesn't fucking matter why this is happening. That, what, our reason is, like, not going to change your circumstances whatsoever. Like, just, just fucking deal with it. It's yeah. like the Joker in The Dark Knight. Exactly. It's just like the Joker in The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, this movie playing on your expectations is uh, really good, too. Like, obviously, I mentioned it already, but whenever they're talking to the camera or something, it's basically exactly what you're thinking at the time. When, when, that, you know, when the wife was going looking for the dog, for example, I knew, like, exactly what was happening. The guy's looking at me, looks right back at me. I was like, okay, yeah, they fucking, they got me. That's exactly what I was thinking. Or, uh, you know, when they're, you know, betting on, like, the lives of these people. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, are they going to fucking kill him? I'm trying to decide what's happening. And then they're basically asking me the moral quandary I'm already thinking of. Um, and, you know, they even, like, do the, like, the very start of the movie, they had the red herring with the knife. Um, um, mm-hmm. The wife's like, yeah, I need that knife back. And then she gets it in the end, and it doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, um, exactly. Really, just really laying into the fact that, like, they had, they had no chance. It doesn't matter. This was all pointless in the end, basically. Um, yeah, this movie does a really fucking good job at deconstructing this genre. It's pretty, it's really impressive. Yeah, the way they deconstruct it, where they're talking about, like, yeah, so, like, all this shit that's happening, like, this is what you want, right? Like, this is this entire purpose. Like, you're here to, like, watch people suffer or whatever, right? Right? Like, you're hoping they'll overcome it, but, like, at the same time, none of this would be happening to them if you just didn't want to watch this movie and if you didn't, you know, like, try and uh, absorb, like, media that does this kind of shit. Which, by the yeah. way, this is going to sound like a very strange comparison, but, like, Buckle up your seatbelts here. It reminds me a lot of what they do with the uh, genocide route of Undertale, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where, Interesting. All, yeah, like, all the bad things are happening. Like, that's entirely of your own volition. Like, you can make it stop if you want to. Just, like, go, walk away. You, like, none of this shit needs to be happening. Like, it's only happening to these characters because you're making it happen. But, like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, which is a big part it. of what, what... Yeah, that's, like, a big part of the critique about fiction um, in itself. Because this isn't just a movie talking about... You know, uh, thrilling movies and deconstructing that, but it's also just talking about you know the just state of fiction in general, yeah. which is cool. I'm going to talk about like one last thing with the deconstruction thing. That being with that 15 minute or so long scene, however long it is, um, where you have the wife and the uh, and the husband on the ground of the living room when they're you know after their child got their head blown off. Uh, that move, that scene is totally supposed to be like uncomfortably long. That's the whole point because it's trying to make you want the uh the people to come back like it's supposed to be boring it's supposed to be uncomfortable because it's trying to get you to want the fucking bad guys to come back and start doing these horrible things to them again even though it's horrible you don't want that to happen because you want these people to live you want them to get out of the situation but like the you know the scene being so fucking uh, monotonous and boring uh is you know the whole point of that is to want you to have these people come back and keep doing these horrible things to them um, yeah, despite, you just like you know, want something yeah, to be happening at that point. Yeah, exactly. Even if, even it's like the uh, I don't know if you guys have seen those videos or something where like they lock somebody in a room with a button. If you press the button, it shocks you. Mm-hmm. But after you know, because of boredom, people will click the button anyways, even though it's doing something bad to them, just because it's something to do. Um, kind of playing, it's kind of playing on that. And you'd rather have something horrible and bad happening than nothing at all. Um, yeah, that's my last part of the deconstruction thing. I think. Yeah, and Dylan, you've been pretty silent throughout this conversation. What were your thoughts on the film? 
I mean, I kind of just second everything you guys say. Uh, movie definitely had a very interesting take on the horror genre. Um, there were definitely a lot of situations in which I was like, clearly, it's like two adult people. Like, and I, I don't know, maybe I like sorely misjudged how hard they hit the, the dad's leg with the golf club. But I was like, surely, I, I, I don't know. There, I, I'll, I'll say what I'll second what Jackson said. There was a lot of like moments in this movie where I was like you guys could literally just do xyz uh but that's obviously what the movie wants us to think of what they want us to you know have happen but we know that it's not going to so we're expecting the other outcome instead um but yeah no this movie fits into you know what it's trying to do very well I thought the really weird part was the fourth wall breaking that didn't really make or break the movie for me that was just kind of like a weird thing that I've never really seen a horror movie do before uh, usually fourth wall breaking is for, like, the funny moments or whatever you want to say. Um, but other than that, I, the, the whole, like, pause scene of, like, absolutely nothing going on and the parents are sitting there grieving makes a lot more sense now. I definitely did not get that sitting there watching it. But I guess the feeling that Jackson was describing was definitely, I was like, oh my god, something needs to happen. I don't want to sit here and, like, think about the child that just got blasted by a shotgun and these parents having to deal with that reality now, like, just get me out of this situation. So I guess, in reality, I experienced exactly what this movie wanted, and that's pretty good, I guess. Solid, dude, solid. So, real quick here, I do actually have, like, a couple gripes with this film, though. Okay. Yeah, talk about the boat scene with them talking to the people on the boat, go ahead. <laughs> that fucking boat scene where they're talking to the people on the boat, okay? <laughs> So, like, you know, she's, like, walking out here with this dude uh, just, like, chilling with her. And, like, they go and talk to, like, this group of folks, like, out on a boat. And the entire time, like, he doesn't have a weapon on him at that point. Yeah. Why doesn't she just, like, tell him, hey, these guys are fucking psychos. <laughs> and they're the- fucking with us. They injured my husband. <laughs> Can, we, you, you, can you guys, like, help out here? Maybe, like, beat this guy up with me? Yeah, there's, like, four I adults s- in that scene. They, she could have, like, grabbed him at least, and then the other three could have jumped off the boat and, like, done something. I assume it's because they had... The other guy had the kid with him. I mean, what the fuck are they gonna do? They're, like, pretty far away from the house at this point. Yeah. Did they have the shotgun at that point in time? No, no they didn't. They got oh, that so then the at house. that point, that would have been, been easy. Uh, like, that's, that situation could have been very easily dispatched, I Maybe suppose. it's because she's a woman. She can't make <laughs> rational decisions like that, you know? Decision. I think it's mostly just because it was, like, fear of the unknown of what would happen. Like, if, like it's, you know, she has to attempt to convince these people that this is happening, right? Um, he's also there. He can just attempt to, you know, defend himself. I mean, like, what the, I don't know what the hell she's talking about because she's, like, clearly going crazy or something. Why, why yeah. would this ever be happening? Because it's, like, you know, an insane situation. Obviously, the guy could just potentially overpower them. There are a bunch of fucking old people just knocking mm. in fucking water or something. I don't know. I don't um, know. There's, def- there's definitely an out there that she could have taken and she didn't. This she, kid uh, is definitely consistent, or not consistently, uh, persistently convincing. Like, he just talk. It seems like he talks himself in and out of situations very easily. So, maybe that maybe that factor could have come to play in that scenario. I don't know. Yeah. I also, I think my biggest gripe with this movie is not the boat scene, um, but it's actually just the fact, and it's definitely a product of what it is as a deconstruction of this genre. Um, but the, mo- the movie definitely suffers from the issues that it gives itself because of a deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the 15-minute long scene of them just fucking sitting there wasting time. The whole point of that seems to waste time, but it's still just wasting your fucking time at the end of the day. The whole yeah, first part that's... of the movie is completely pointless. Um, that's definitely, like, it's, my biggest gripe with the film as well. There are a lot of scenes 
that go on for way too long. I understand why they're there, but at the same time, they really don't add much to the movie, ultimately. Yeah, like, I think that, like, uh, scene after, like, the child dies, I think that's really the only time I can really justify it. The rest of the time, it's like, uh, I understand this is supposed to be, like, uncomfortable or whatever, but at the same time, like, this can very easily be remedied. <laughs> you can just yeah, fucking... Yeah, the egg scene, the yes. egg scene is, like, 15 fucking minutes. That one yeah, it's, is, it's so long. That's a big one. That one's super fucking long. When the child is, like, running away, like, trying to find a way around the house or whatever, that goes on for a really long time as well. Just that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, alas, we see what you're doing, but you can't be fucking past it. You know, yeah. that's just, like, it's just what's gonna happen, man. I don't think there's really any way of them avoiding that. Like, they could've, they could've cut those scenes down a lot, but then it doesn't, it's not as poignant as what it's trying to do. I don't um, think it would detract it that much from the film if they cut those scenes down. Fair. I think it's, like, uh, like, as an actual deconstruction, uh, it increases the quality of it, but as, or like, an, an overall movie, I think it lessers it. Yeah. Mm. I kind of wish the guys were a bit more violent up front to establish themselves as more of a threat. Because, like, the guy getting hit in the leg by the golf club, it doesn't look that bad. Obviously, the way they play it off is, okay, he is, like, really, really injured. But, his fucking leg. Yeah, but, like, I'd say up until they actually start, like, you know, fucking stabbing him and shit, you're like, these guys don't seem like a physical threat at all, and I'm not really buying this. I think that that's entirely intentional to a degree, though, because, uh, like, until well, they... Well, Nico, intention out... <laughs> I, until they, like, really establish, like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, we definitely want to fucking kill you, and, like, the three of you are not going to make it until, like, 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, I think, like, up until then, it's like, okay, well, what really is... What really is their game here, you know, for lack of a better word? Uh, yeah. Because they're yeah, uh, talking about, like, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm pre-med. I can, like, fix that leg up. Don't worry about it. Like, you came at me and stuff like that. Like, I was just defending myself at the end of the day, you know? Like, it's still very questionable what they're actually trying to get out of this entire exchange. So mm. I think that it's totally fine them playing it off the way that they did. Yeah, I'm, also, I'm also like on the completely opposite end of the spectrum as Tanner too, because I honestly think they took control of that situation like really fucking well, and it was kind of scary how good they were at it. And honestly, they've been doing it for a while. Like they they immediately uh, crippled the one person that was like able to like you know defend themselves. Obviously, the woman's not going to be able to fucking fight against two grown men, and the kid's not really going to be able to do anything. Guy's got a broken leg. There's really a whole lot he can't do. I think I think they just did a really good job, and I was actually. Uh, fairly impressed with how quickly they fucking took control of that situation. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just me though. We also took this very differently. Plus, what well, you know, what Nico said about but how that's like to the point. But why did they have to kill the dog though? Oh, uh, the dog was it scary. It was too loud. It was too loud. Yeah. Automatic F. This movie sucks. I knew it. <laughs> I knew you'd hate the dog dying. If it makes you feel better, that dog was racist, Dylan. How's that dog racist? Because it's a German Shepherd. You're fucking stupid. It wouldn't have liked you, Dylan. <laughs> At least half of you. <laughs> what? What half of me isn't it gonna like? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh my god. I am... Whatever. I'm not gonna feed into this. Alright, who wants to kick off the ratings for this one? If, I assume we have nothing else to talk about, really. Yeah, Tanner, you wanna kick us off here? Yeah, you know, you guys you guys convinced me. I, uh, I think I'm gonna raise my uh, rating from where I had it. I'm gonna give this one... In A. There we go, there we go. Oh yeah, I totally, I totally forgot to mention, the fucking cinematography in this movie is incredible as well. Oh, yeah. I think the, the shots and just general composition of everything is really, really fucking well done. Even though, like, the benign parts, um, super, yeah. super impressive to look at. 
It's impressive what you can do when your country only makes a film every 90 years. <laughs> yes, sir. Hard agree. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give this film the exact same uh, ranking I gave to Parasite, guys, which is gonna be an A tier. Yeah, I'm definitely much higher on this film than you guys are. I honestly don't think the uh, the boring parts of it really detracted from that much, just because I, you know, understand um, where it's trying to go with that. I'm just the. I understand too, Jack. I just don't like it. I don't think it was that egregious, though. Is the big thing. Like, it's, or if, like from like a first watch perspective, I don't think it was that bad. I don't. I don't know how it's going to be if I watch it, like a second time. Because again, I, I think I mentioned I want to pick the fucking the the remake of this movie not anytime soon but i'm doing i'm gonna do that eventually and i'm curious how that's gonna you know how this movie's gonna stand up with a rewatch gotcha. uh but yeah i'm gonna give this movie an s minus I, th- I think it was really solid overall i was thoroughly impressed with it in a lot of its aspects all right dylan as for you i'm giving this movie an a minus not tripling down the s minuses this week why would i do that i don't know it'd be funny Wait, did he get? Did he give both Pandora and Fallen World S minuses? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Anyways, that puts us at an A. Nice. Wow. Pretty respectable for this type of movie, to be completely honest. This movie yeah, could definitely be very hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. Tanner, what did you originally have this movie put at before our argument? B plus. B plus. Oh, good. What did you call it? an argument, Jax? That was an argument at all. Or I meant like our argument, our arguments for the movie is what I was trying oh, to okay. with that. Any arguments about any of these movies? Yeah, we, we really did do a lot of arguing about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, solid. Jackson. Oh, thank I, God. My man, can you uh, do what Dylan just said there? What he requested of you? What he ordered you to do? What he I demands? Love, I tested this so much after I did my changes, so I don't think it's going to break, but like, you never know. It didn't break, let's go. It picked Osmosis Jones. Uh, let's it's go. Steve Harvey's Ghost. How long has it been since nice. I've seen this movie? It's been so long. Yeah, it's definitely been a long ass uh, time since I've seen that movie as well. You guys remember the actual like show for Osmosis Jones? Yes. Barely. I've I don't know any. Two. I don't know anything about Osmosis Jones. It was pretty. It was pretty sweet. There were like these little guys. I think they were supposed to be cavities or some bullshit. Where they just like really like sugar. Okay, like uh, their leader is like a little Napoleon Bonaparte type dude, and yeah. they just love sugar. And they're French, so they're automatically hated, you know. And they end up killing them at some point because they give them sugar, but in reality, it was salt. They hate salt. They immediately die from the salt. It was bonkers. I don't think that's accurate to how cavities work. I, I'm assuming they're cavities. I don't actually remember what they were. I'm pretty sure salt creates cavities as well, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't think Maybe. so. <laughs> Who's to know. say? Tanner, what movie are you picking this week, pal? Um, interesting. What one do I want to pick? Can you go first, Nico? Do you know what one you want to pick? Uh, no. I want Damn you to it. go first. Shit. Um... Fuck, I don't know what one I want to pick here. Um, <laughs> Isn't this the part where you have one of us pick a number between zero and something or whatever? Yeah, one of you guys give me a number between uh, one and twelve. Seven. Seven? Let's see. I am picking twelve angry men. Let's go! Why wasn't that I number know. twelve, Tanner? Shut up. <laughs> I write them down as I come up with them. Uh, and while Nico is telling us his, I need to figure out what version of this movie we're going to watch. Sounds good. I'm going to be picking Weird, an Al Yankovic story. Oh, no. Interesting. The <laughs> one with Daniel Radcliffe? Sure, whatever movie it is that came out, like, last year, whatever it is. Yeah, it's Daniel Radcliffe as, um, as whatever. Yeah, sounds good to me, dude. Now, Nico, is it weird, or is it weird, a weird Al Yankovic story? What, what's weird, an Al Yankovic story. So that's the whole, oh, God. 
Um, I think we are gonna go with yeah, we're gonna go with the 1957 version. Ah, oh, damn. That's what I watched, so that'd be good. A good re refresher. I think I watched it in my law and debate class or something. It's supposed to be much better than the uh, newer version. So we I would expect that. so. Sounds good to me. It sounds like we got some pretty crazy movies we're gonna be watching uh, for this next week, guys. Uh, pretty, pretty weird ones, in fact. Mm-hmm. Now, Dylan, would you like to tell people about the Patreon? Again, alright. See you guys, you subscribe to our Patreon for just a dollar a month. It gets you 500 slime coins, it gets you access to our pre-guap, it also gets you access to our Discord where you can uh, suggest movie to- ideas and uh, topics that we discuss uh, on the podcast and also just to, to, you know, to interact with us. Uh, it also gets you access to the podcast when they are released, uh, the day they are released, and uh, it also gives us the opportunity to read your name at the end of the podcast, like I'm about to do. I'm pretty sure it's it's not in the pin. Don't Where's... you worry, Dylan. I got you right here, dude. Thank you very much to our patrons, Rahim Rajawani, Kyler Nikolai, Certified Hebophile, Topperman Man, Joshua Bean, uh, um, uh, er, uh, I, uh, hmm, Tutbot, Lucas Adet, Hunter, and Jacob Edwards. I especially love that Certified Hebophile there. I'm really glad you read that because that list is different than what I have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And as always, thank you very much for watching, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.